Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. I'm Lynn. And I'm Michelle. And today we are talking about season six, episode six, called You Can't Handle the Truth. Um, and just so you know, for my notes, I am using a transcript off of SuperWiki again, because it was way easier last time. <laughs> so I might do that from now on. I'm not quite sure. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> okay. So we start out in a Bickerson's restaurant in Calumet City, Illinois. They're, the TV's on and the voiceover or the person on the TV says, I'm Ashley Frank and I will. Uh, Jane, who's a waitress, comes out of the kitchen and walks over to the till in the restaurant whilst, whilst talking on her cell phone. <laughs> Jane says, he said he'd call, but of course he never did. But I don't know. I just, we had such a good time. I should call him, right? Do you think? I mean, should I call him? I don't know. Uh-oh, Olivia, hold on the sec. She turns away from her frowning manager, but continues her phone conversation. She says, I just need the truth. That's all. I really got to go, okay? I'll call you later. So we cut to the Biggerson's kitchen. Uh, sometime later, Jane is picking up an order. The cook says, I pity you. Jane says, I'm sorry? The cook says, you're sad and pathetic, and I pity you. Only reason I'm giving you a heads up. Stay away from the clam chowder. I flavored it with my own seasoning. <laughs> okay, what do you think that is? I feel like you know what that is. <laughs> I mean, it could be a few different things. I'm going to go with, it's, um, yeah. Something that would blend in with the clam chowder easily. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Makes you never want to eat clam chowder again. <laughs> oh, I love clam chowder. You've just ruined it for me. I ruined it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did just now. Now I have that jizz in my pants song stuck in my head. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> in the in the clam chowder. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. So Jane looks shocked, but goes out to deliver the order. The manager says, "Hey, Jane, you know that new girl, Misty? She's way hotter than you." Jane says, "Excuse me." The manager says, basically, she's an eight, and you're a three. Is a, that is, okay. That's oh, and, awful. And she's totally not a three. She's a cute girl. Yeah, she's not ugly. Yeah. So, I don't know what's going on there. So, Jane is upset, but she continues her duties. Um, Jane to, uh, says to an elderly patron, can I get you anything else, ma'am? The woman says, no, thank you. I ran over a homeless man once, and I never even stopped to see if he was alive. Jane, Jane turns. Other people talk to her as she walks through the restaurant. A little girl says, I hate my mommy. I want to burn her in her sleep. That's terrifying. Listen. That is terrifying. That's like straight up Lilith shit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That freaked me out a little bit. <laughs> like Killian got mad at me today and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but do you want to burn me in my sleep? I know, right? Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, one of the waiters says, I don't know what it is, but you just give me the creeps. Like I get physically nauseous. A female voice says, you're pathetic. A male voice says, loser. Uh, someone else says, desperate. We cut to Jane in the back room, unlocking a drawer and pulling out a gun. We hear another voice say, stupid, mousy. Another voice says, you're a desperate, pathetic loser. Another voice says, you're going to die alone. We cut to Jane in a hall outside the main dining room, talking on her cell phone to her sister, Olivia. Jane says, hey, can you come get me? Olivia says, you sound awful. Have you been drinking? Jane says, I think I'm going crazy. I'm freaking out. 
Olivia says, of course you are, because you are a freak. You're certifiable. Every time the phone rings, my stomach drops. Jane with another crisis. You're a walking disaster. The whole family's just waiting for your next big breakdown, Jane. We're like hostages. Why don't you just go ahead and kill yourself already? Jane puts the gun under her chin. The camera moves up. We hear a gunshot, and Jane's blood splatters on a sign that reads, Biggerson's, the happy place. (laughs) The happy place is not so happy. Nope. And then we get our opening title sequence. Uh, Okay. Honestly, like, she's a cute waitress. I just don't see all these people thinking those things about her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. That didn't seem very realistic to me. No... I wonder, though, like, I mean, yeah, she's not ugly, but I wonder if she's kind of like a basket case, you know, like, you know, if she's one of those people that's just a little bit off a rocker all the time, you know, (laughs) and so, like, people are more commenting on her personality rather than, like, her looks. Okay, maybe. But I don't know. I mean, to me, it kind of seemed like she was maybe not the most stable of people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we cut to um, outside at a hot dog vendor. Sam is in line. Dean walks away talking to Bobby on the phone. Dean says, I know what I saw, Bobby. Bobby says, we tested him. Salt, silver, everything. Dean says, he threw me to that vamp. I'm telling you, it's not my brother. Bobby says, well, then he's something we ain't ever seen before. Dean says, yeah, or it's freaking Lucifer. Bobby says, did you call Cass? Dean says, of course I called Cass. He's not answering. Screw him. I can't wait anymore. Bobby says, look, I get it. You're rattled. You're right to be. But let's be professional. Dean says, professional? He watched me get turned. Bobby says, what you saw? Are you sure that's what you saw? Dean says, damn it, Bobby. Yes, I know. Bobby says, well, you know, ain't the same as proof. Because we're talking about, Dean says, we're talking about doing something about this and fast. It's not just the vamp, okay? He's been different from the jump. Bobby says, all right, I'm with you. Dean says, are you? Bobby says, yeah, I'll hit the books hard. Just don't shoot him yet, all right? Watch him. We need facts, because if it ain't Sam, we don't know what it is. And if we're going to put him down, we need to know how. Dean says, I don't even want to ride in the same car with him, much less work a damn case. Bobby says, get in the car. He's your case. (laughs) Sam Sam walks up to Dean. that's fair. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Sam walks up to Dean. Dean says, hey, I was just uh, leaving Lisa a message. Sam says, still hasn't called you back, huh? Dean says, no. Sam hands Dean a hot dog and says, it sucks. Dean says, yeah. Sam says, you okay? Dean says, yeah, I'm fine. How are you? Sam says, me? Great. Here, look. Check this out. Think, think it might be something. So Sam hands Dean a newspaper featuring a, sto- featuring a story about Jane. Sam says, four people out of nowhere all in the last couple weeks. What do you say? Dean says, yeah, sounds like a plan. Sam says, let's go. So we cut to Olivia's house, who is Jane's sister. Uh, Sam and Dean are dressed as FBI agents. Dean walks around the house while Sam talks to Olivia. Olivia says, I don't understand. Why would federal investigators be interested in a suicide? Sam says, well, it's a new, more caring administration. (laughs) Olivia says, well, I already talked to the cops. Jane was having a really bad day, so I did what any other sister would do. I tried to cheer her up, you know. I told her to hang in there. She plays with her hair, and Dean walks in. Sam says, do you know what a tell is? Olivia says, excuse me? Sam says, it's a poker term for when you're bluffing, like what you just did with your hair. Olivia says, what are you trying to say? Sam says, you're lying. Olivia says, what? Sam says, tell us what you did to your sister. Dean looks shocked. 
Olivia says, okay, you're right. I was lying. I wanted to tell her, I love you. I'm here for you. Oh, but what came out was you're a burden. Just kill yourself. Who says that? I just couldn't stop. So we cut to um, Dean and Sam walking back to the car. Sam says, see anything in the house? Dean says, no hex bags, no sulfur, no EMF. You? Sam says, a tuba and an issue of crochet today. <laughs> so what, already kind of suicidal? Dean says, right. And then Big Sis taxicab confession sends her over the edge. Question is, what made Big Sis open her big fat mouth in the first place? Sam says, yeah, that is the question. So they get into the Impala. We cut to a dentist's office. Um, the TV is on and Ashley Frank on the TV says, are organic fruits and veggies worth the high cost? <laughs> Paul, who's the dentist, says, thanks. Uh, can, I, can you grab some gauze, please? The dental hygienist does. Uh, there's a patient. He says, should have had you prescribe me a Valium. Paul says, just relax. On the TV, Ashley Frank says, what is the truth? Paul is preparing a needle and says, it'll be fine. The patient says, I got to be honest, Paul. I don't really want to be here. Paul says, you and most people, but you know what? I don't take it personally. Okay, open up. Paul injects the needle into the patient's mouth. Paul says, you and Donna should come over for supper. How long has it been? He pulls the needle out and says, there, worst part's over. The patient says, I'm not really into Donna anymore. She's old. <laughs> I know. That's a great, great thing to say about your wife. I, I hope I never hear those things about me ever. You know? <laughs> oh my God, me too. <laughs> That'd be oh the my worst. God. <laughs> Paul says, Your wife looks great for her age. The patient says, Her saggy skin makes me want to hurl. I have urges, you know. Paul says, <sighs> Okay. The patient says, Remember that camping trip I missed because I was sick? Well, I wasn't. I was just afraid to be around Melissa. Paul says, My daughter, Melissa? The, pa the patient says, but then she spent the night for Jill's slumber party. Oh, it just seems so easy, you know? Paul says, what are you saying? The patient says, it's not so much I couldn't control myself. I just knew I wouldn't get caught, and I didn't get caught. Ugh, creep. That is the grossest, grossest thing ever, dude. What a sicko. Yeah. Ugh. So Paul grabs the patient by the throat. Paul shoves the drill into the patient's mouth and blood sprays out. I mean, yeah, it's like, don't piss off the dentist when he's got a, a drill. drill in his hands, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, he could end you. <laughs> yeah. So we cut to the boys' motel room. Dean is on the phone with Bobby. Dean says, hey, you got anything? Bobby says, I've been up all night looking. Nothing fits. Dean says, awesome. Bobby says, you got anything else to go on? Dean says, yeah, my skin crawls being in the same room with him. Why don't you look that up? Bobby says, I'm working on it. Dean says, I don't know how much longer I can do this, Bobby. You got to figure out what the hell he is and fast. Bobby says, I'm trying, but Dean, there's a worst case scenario. Dean says, what, Satan's my co-pilot? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Bobby says, well, that'd be the other worst case. Dean says, well, what then? Bobby says, maybe it's just Sam. Dean says, I got to go. Bobby says, Dean... Dean says, you got a day, Bobby, and then I'm handling this. Dean hangs up and takes a swig of beer. He stares at Lisa's number for a while, then calls her, lets it ring one time, and then hangs up. Sam enters the room. He says, there was another one. Dean says, yeah, what? Sam says, dentist drilled a guy to death. Dean says, you mean the non-sexy kind of drilling, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, how many butt jokes? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, not so many. It's just mostly been the one, at least in this episode so far. 
Wait till, is it season seven with all the dick jokes? Yeah. I, I yeah. Seven, yeah. Yeah, that's just next season. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> all yep. the dick jokes. <laughs> There's so many. All so many. <laughs> yep. Um, do, 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 do. Sam says, 50 bucks says he's mixed up in all the crazy. Dean says, you think? Sam says, yeah, let's go talk to him. Dean says, okay, why don't you go ahead? I'll catch up. I'm going to do a little research. Sam says, you sure? Dean says, yeah, we got to know what we're up against, right? Sam says, yeah, yeah, good idea. So Sam leaves. We cut to um, outside a building. Sam has been questioning the dental hygienist. Sam says, thanks a lot. He walks away and calls Dean. Dean says, anything from Marathon Man? Sam says, not exactly. He hung himself in a cell before I could get to him. Dean says, yikes. Sam says, but he was definitely involved. Just got the scoop from his assistant. Uh, Dean says, yeah. Sam says, yeah, let's say the stuff that the patient was confessing to. I'd have murdered, I'd have murdered him too. Dean says, so root canal and Russian roulette, both of them. It's like they were cursed, right? I mean, people are just compelled to puke the truth all over them. <laughs> Sam says, oh, getting hit with the ugly truth. You go postal? I'd call that a curse. Do me a favor. I'm going to the morgue to check out the body. Why don't you take the dentist's office, see what you see? Dean says, yeah, no problem. So Dean hangs up and we see his laptop, which is open to an article about doppelgangers. So we cut to the dentist's office. Dean sneaks into Paul's office. There's a saxophone on the credenza. Dean picks up a pack of reeds from Paul's desk and a receipt from Harry's House of Horns. <laughs> Dean remembers seeing the shop name on Jane's calendar, along with a note about a dental appointment. So we cut to Harry's House of Horns. <laughs> That's such a great name. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Harry is holding up photos of Paul and Jane. Harry says, Jane and Dr. Conley. I heard. Awful. What do I have to do with it? Dean says, honestly, you're the only thing they have in common. Did they say anything to you before? Harry says, sorry, not really. Dean says, right. I was just fishing. Thanks. Harry says, hey, by the way, how about my horn? Dean says, sorry? <laughs> Harry He's says, like, hey, how about it? <laughs> <laughs> how about my horn? <laughs> uh, Harry says, stolen horn? Dean says, right, yeah, we're working on it. Dean turns to leave. Harry says, well, I hope so. The thing's one in a billion. Dean turns back. Dean says, what makes it one in a billion again? Harry says, it's a museum piece, as near as anyone can tell, about a thousand years old. Harry shows Dean a photo of the instrument. Dean says, where's it from? Harry says, no one knows. Dean says, when did it get swiped? Harry says, about two weeks ago, same day Jane died. So we cut to their motel. Dean is looking at an article about Gabriel's Horn of Truth on his laptop. Dean chugs a glass of whiskey and says, Castiel, hello, possible loose nuke down here, angelic weapon, kind of your department. You hear that, Cass? Castiel appears and says, hello, Dean. Dean says, are you kidding me? I've been on red alert about Sam and you come for some stupid horn. Cass says, you asked me to be here and I came. Dean says, I've been asking you to be here for days, you dick. Cass says, I didn't come about Sam because I have nothing to offer about Sam. Dean says, well, that's great because for all we know, he's just gift wrap for Lucifer. Cass says, no, he's not Lucifer. Cass grabs a bottle of whiskey. Dean says, and how do you know that? Cass refills Dean's glass and says, if Lucifer escaped the cage, we'd feel it. Dean says, well, then what's wrong with him? Cass says, I don't know, Dean. I'm sorry. Dean says, what happened to you, Cass? You used to be human or at least like one. Cass says, I'm at war. Certain regrettable things are now required of me. Dean says, and Gabriel's horn of truth? That's a real thing? Cass says, you've seen it? 
Dean says, we think it's in town. Something's forcing people. Uh, but Cass has disappeared. He Dean got says, real excited about the horn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, ooh. <laughs> Let me go flutter around. <laughs> I know, right? Yep. Dean says, oh, you're welcome. Dean takes a drink. Castiel re- reappears behind him. Cass says, it isn't the horn of truth. Dean says, what are you talking about? You were gone for like two seconds. Where did you look? Cass says, everywhere. Dean says, right. Well, nice seeing you anyway. Cass says, Dean. Dean says, what? Cass says, about your brother. I don't know what's wrong with him, but I do want to help. I'll make inquiries. Cass disappears again. Dean says, yeah, thanks. Dean takes another drink. So we cut to the morgue. Paul's body is being pulled out of the body drawer. Sam says, now, I'd actually like to see all the suicides that came in this week, not just Dr. Giggles. Is that going to be a problem? The coroner says, well, they're already gone. Sam says, as in transferred? The coroner says, yeah, not exactly. Sam says, would you like to tell me what's going on here, or should I have a little chat with your supervisor? The coroner says, they're gone. Sam says, as in gone, gone? And the coroner nods. So we cut to the inside of a bar. The television is on. Ashley Frank on the TV says, consumers from predatory prices. Here's the facts. Dean is sitting at the bar drinking. Ashley Frank on the TV says, find out the truth about your layaway living room. The bartender says, another one? Dean says, oh, no, thanks. I'm working. Dean's phone rings. Dean says, hey, what's up? Sam says, all the bodies are gone. Dean says, what do you mean? They just vanished? Sam says, that's what the coroner said, but I got a lead. One of the missing bodies, she died a whole week before everybody else. Dean says, suicide? Sam says, reported as a car accident, but no reason it couldn't have been. Dean says, so that would make her our patient zero, right? Sam says, I'm thinking maybe. Whatever's got this whole curse thing rolling started with her. I'm at her place now, corner of Birmingham and 159th. Dean says, yeah, give me 10. Dean to the bartender says, you know what? I will have another one. The bartender says, I thought you were working. Dean says, I'm working up to it. He's like, I don't want to be around my brother right now. Please give me <laughs> I just some need sort of another drink. Distracting. Yeah. Distracting? Distracting. Distraction. There we go. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. The bartender says, you okay? Dean says, no, not really. Ashley Frank on the TV says, I talked to local experts to bring you the truth. The bartender pulls Dean another shot pours Dean another shot and says, on me, anything else I can get you? Dean says, I just like the freaking truth. Dean takes the shot. He says, but I'll settle for another one. The bartender says, sometimes I think I can't get pregnant because God knows my marriage is a sham. Why'd I say that? I mean, I've been snorting oxy all day. Why'd I say that? It's like, uh, great. Awesome. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Dean says, I'm pretty sure I know. So Ashley Frank on the TV says, I'm Ashley Frank with Frank Talk. Dean says, I got to go. Thank you. Dean walks by a busty patron. She says, I'm sitting like this so you'll look at my breasts. I just bought them. I need a lot of attention. (laughs) Dean says, good luck with that. He leaves and then walks back for another peek. (laughs) She smiles. (laughs) I know. She smiles and then Dean leaves. Uh, Dean calls Bobby and says, hey, anything you're itching to tell me? Bobby is in his kitchen grabbing a beer. He says, not really. Sorry to disappoint. Dean says, oh, that's all right. I'm just testing a theory. Bobby says, well, I'm here hitting the books while drinking a nice glass of milk while watching Tori and Dean. (laughs) Dean says, wait, who and Dean? 
Bobby says, Tori Spelling, I'm a huge fan. Girls are real talent. Dean says, oh, I guess it does work over the phone. <laughs> Bobby says, you know what else? I, got a pedi- I, or I get a pedicure once in a while. This nice Vietnamese joint. Bobby takes off his boots. Dean says, okay, okay, please stop. Bobby <laughs> says, this one gal, her name means Velvet Phoenix. Tiny thing, but the grip on her. She starts on my toes, and I feel like I'm gonna... Dean says, whoa, whoa, hey, come on, man. Now I'm scarred for life. Thank you. (laughs) Javi says, I never told anyone that. Why am I telling you? Maybe because you're my favorite. Although Sam's a better hunter. Lately, anyway. (laughs) Dean says, whoa, why the hell are, let's see, that must mean Bobby. Bobby says, whoa, why the hell am I telling you this? Dean says, because I'm cursed. Bobby says, cursed? Dean says, yes. Bobby says, how is it that half the time you clean a mess, you end up dirty? Dean says, actually, this might be the best thing that's happened to me in a while. Bobby says, what do you mean? Dean, what damn fool move are you about to? Dean says, I got to go. Bobby says, okay, but did you know that my first girlfriend turned out to be a... Dean says, no, no, uh -uh," and hangs up. (laughs) Okay, so like, what did she turn out to be? Maybe a dude. That's what I was going for. I think that's what he was meaning, but... Yeah. Also, like... I don't know what else could there's a lot of other things it could be you know <laughs> yeah but it would have maybe turned him onto like the supernatural earlier so I think it was a dude oh I wasn't gonna go for that I was thinking like you know she turned ended up liking girls or ended up being a dude or you know like some there's a there's a bunch of different reasons why it, other than supernatural reasons why it wouldn't have worked you know yeah yeah <laughs> but, yeah I was just thinking I was just thinking if any of my ex-boyfriends turned out to be gay I was just trying to think if like that if that's a thing there's a couple that I would say are maybe like bisexual yeah but anyway that's just what I was thinking right then in my silence sorry (laughs) it's like hmm okay All right. So Dean gets into the Impala, calls Sam and gets his voicemail. It says, it's Sam. Leave me a message. Dean says, Sam, it's me. Listen, I'm on my way to you. But if you get this before then, give me a call back. There's a few things I want to ask you. So we cut to uh, Sam talking to the roommate of the dead girl who died in the car accident. The roommate says, so why is there an investigation into a car accident? Sam says, it wasn't an accident. Corey committed suicide. The roommate says, you know, I wondered. I'm sorry. I just, Sam hands her a box of tissues and says, so you had some idea Corey might have taken her own life? The roommate says, well, she had been going through a bit of a hard time lately at school, and then her cat, Mittens, had just run away. But really, it was her boyfriend. She was sure that he was cheating on her. But he was just very good at covering his tracks, which, of course, made her completely obsessed with, Sam says, finding out the truth. The roommate says, yeah. Sam says, you mind if I check out a room? So we cut to outside the roommate's place. Dean pulls up in the Impala. His phone rings. It's Lisa. Dean says, hey. Lisa says, so I saw you called. Dean says, yeah, it's been crazy. Lisa says, Ben won't even talk about it. Dean says, Lisa, I'm sorry, but this is the actual worst time in the universe to talk. Can we do this later? Lisa says, you shoved my kid, Dean. How about we do this now? Dean says, it wasn't like that. Lisa says, then how was it? Dean says, I can't really explain. Lisa says, you want to know the truth? Dean says, probably not. Lisa says, you've got so much buried in there and you push it down and you push it down. Do you honestly think that you can go through life like that and not freak out? 
just what drink, just what drink half a fifth a night and you're good. Dean says, you know what you signed up for. Lisa says, yeah, but I didn't expect Sam to come back and I'm glad that he's okay. I am. But the minute he walked through that door, I knew it was over. You two have the most unhealthy, tangled up, crazy thing I've ever seen. And as long as he's in your life, you're never going to be happy. That came out much harsher than I meant. <laughs> Dean says, I mean, maybe not- a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Dean says, it's not your fault. Lisa says, I'm not saying don't be close to Sam. I'm close to my sister. But if she got killed, I wouldn't bring her back from the dead. Dean says, okay, Lisa, I'm not going to lie. Okay, me and Sam, we've got issues, no doubt. But you and Ben, Lisa says, me and Ben can't be in this with you. I'm sorry. She hangs up. Oh. Okay, but, like, here's the thing that I don't understand. Like, why can't Dean explain the whole, like, vampire thing to her? Exactly. she knows everything. It's not like she doesn't have an idea of what he does, you know? Like, so why can't he just be like, hey, you know, I... I was a vampire and that's why I shoved your kid. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was a vampire and I was having a hard time. I wanted to, like, say goodbye because I thought I was going to die. And so I, you know, I had a vampire meltdown or whatever, you know? Like, I'm pretty sure she would be like okay, you know, like, that sucks, but I get it, you know? Yeah, totally. I don't know why, I don't know why he can't do that. He fucking should. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever, Dean. Whatever, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we cut to inside Corey's bedroom. Sam is searching the room. He finds a box under the bed. He opens it and takes out a cat skull. Sam says, sorry, mittens. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) God, if you need, why, why kill your own cat? Go I know, find... get a different cat. Go to the shelter and yeah. grab one, I guess. I mean, that's a horrible thing to say. I mean, don't geez. kill any cats. Don't kill like... any cats, but at least if you're going to, don't kill your own, you know? Like, yeah, that's really sad. Jeez, this thing that trusts you and all of a sudden you just end it? Like, I hope it was quick, you know? I know. Ugh. Anyways. I know. I know. So we cut to the stairway. Sam says, hey, where have you been? I found something. Dean says, it can wait. We got to talk. Sam says, yeah, what's up? Uh, They walk back down the stairs. Dean says, there's a few things I want to ask you, and you're going to tell me the truth. Sam says, yeah, Dean, of course. What are you talking about? Whoa, are you saying that you're... Dean says, I asked for the truth, and you know what? I'm getting it. So like I said, I have a few questions for you. When that vamp attacked me, why did you just stand there? Sam says, I didn't. I froze. Dean says, you froze? You have been Terminator since you got back. Sam says, I don't know, shock? And then it was too late. I feel terrible about it. Believe me, Dean, I can't lie here. Do you really think I would let something like that happen on purpose? You're my brother. How could you even? Dean says, okay, okay, sorry. I thought I saw something. I guess I was wrong. It's just been a really, really bad day. Sam says, hey, it's okay. I got your back, all right? I always have. Dean says, thanks, Sammy. Sam turns and his expression goes blank as he walks down the stairs. Like crazy. Sammy was lying. Mm. Yep. Okay, so we cut to the motel room. Dean is holding Corey's cat school and joins Sam at the kitchen table. Dean says, so this was the chick's pet. Sam, who's working on his laptop, says, well, she was obsessed. Dean says, I think you mean crazy. Mm-hmm. Sam says, all right, so cat skull, grains of paradise seed, devil shoestring, mix them well, you got yourself a summoning spell. Dean says, demon? Sam shows Dean a webpage about Veritas, the goddess of truth. 
Sam says, God, Corey was so desperate for the truth about her boyfriend's cheating heart, she went digging around. Nothing panned out, so she went looking for a different kind of help. Dean says, opened a door she couldn't close. Sam says, yeah, now anyone in town who asks out loud for the truth invokes Veritas. And she doesn't just give it to you, she slams you with it until you kill yourself and she gets her tribute. Dean says, so all that tribute vanishing from the morgue, what do you think, a Soylent Green situation? Sam says, God's got to eat too, which means we got to take her out and you're on the menu. Dean says, all right, well, what do we know besides crazy cat lady? <laughs> Sam says, well, dogs are her Achilles heel. Dean says, naturally. Sam says, and she was pretty hands-on goddess back in the day. Her thing was coming down from the mountain to speak truth to the masses. She wanted more than tribute. She wanted to be worshipped. Dean says, an attention whore. Sam says, if you want to put it that way. Dean says, and what is the 21st century version of speaking truth to the masses? So we cut to nighttime at the television studio. A large poster outside the doors advertises the show's Frank Talk with Ashley Frank. Sam and Dean exit from behind the poster, and Sam is carrying a desktop computer tower. Sam says, so you really think this god is slumming as some farm league Diane Sawyer? Dean says, eh, call it a hunch. Dean pays off a doorman. Sam puts the computer in the trunk of the Impala, and they get in the car. We cut to nighttime at the motel. Uh, the television studio computer is running through Sam's laptop. Sam starts the recording, which is raw footage of Frank Talk. Ashley Frank says, I'm Ashley. I'm Ashley Frank, bringing you Frank Talk. Let's do that again. A producer says, okay, still rolling. Ashley says, I'm Ashley Frank, bringing you Frank Talk. Again, I'm Ashley Frank. Dean says, she's creepy. I mean, the hair alone. I don't know, man. Maybe there's nothing here. Sam increases the speed on the video and says, maybe. Time goes by. Dean's bed shows evidence of having been slept in. Uh, he's wearing a different shirt and he's eating some pizza. Sam is still staring at the video. It doesn't look like he's moved in hours. Well, I mean, he doesn't need... Well, never mind. Never oh, yeah. Oh, you almost spoiled us. Huh? I almost spoiled us. I, yep. I didn't, though. I didn't. I'd just like you to know that I didn't. You did it. Good job. <laughs> So in the video, <laughs> Ashley Frank is standing outside the house. In the background, a large dog starts barking at her. Ashley looks nervous and says, are we still rolling? Sam says, hold on, check this out. Dean comes over and says, zoom in on that. Sam does. Magnified, Ashley Frank's eyes have a non-human glow. So we cut to outside the television studio. Ashley drives away in a red convertible. Sam and Dean follow in the Impala. Ashley drives up to an enormous modernist house. Dean parks the Impala. Sam says, looks pretty normal, right? Dean says, I'm sure inside it's chock full of creep. <laughs> Ash Ashley goes inside. Dean holds up two large knives and says, ready? Sam holds up a jar of liquid and says, yeah. Dean says, and that's, Sam says, dog's blood. Dean says, do I even want to know where you got that? Sam says, probably not. <laughs> Dean says, ugh. Um, Sam dips the knives in the dog's blood. And Dean says, all right, let's do this. So Sam and Dean go inside. Sam says, where's all the creep? Sam and Dean follow a cat downstairs. They look at a mosaic of Veritas, which looks exactly like the one on the website Sam was researching. They follow the cat into the other room, and the cat gets on a gurney and starts lapping at a bloody, mutilated human corpse. I mean, they do say that cats will eat you when you die. So. That is totally true. You are right. <laughs> A gutted, bleeding torso hangs in the middle of the room, and the body of the dentist is on another gurney nearby. Veritas says, you came for dinner. Sam and Dean turn to see Ashley Frank. She's dressed all goddessy. <laughs> she I'm waves her hand. <laughs> yeah. 
She waves her hand, which sends Sam and Dean hurtling into the hanging torso. They fall to the floor of a large basin uh, and lay unconscious. Okay, why does she got to throw them into the hanging torso? Like, it's throw them into a wall or something, you know? <laughs> like, I know. God, I would be pissed. That's crossing the line for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that is a deal breaker. That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's real gross. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to some time later. The boys are still in the basin. Dean is unconscious. Sam wakes up to find his hands tied behind his back to a post. He sees Veritas put the dog's blood-soaked knives into a drawer. And then Dean wakes up. Veritas says, sit tight. You're up next. Sam covertly slips out a switchblade from his sleeve. Veritas opens the dentist's mouth and reaches in with some pinchers and pulls the dentist's tongue out of his mouth. She just rips it right out. Okay, here's the thing, though, is that if you were to do, (laughs) me being my anatomical nerdy self here real quick, so you couldn't just, like, pull the tongue out, like, you wouldn't be able to. You'd have to, like, even if they were dead and you were really strong, you'd have to, like, cut it out. So, yeah. That was BS. Maybe she pre-cut it. It was just like, and it was just, <laughs> and it was just waiting to like eat it for show in front of them. Like, but how'd she know she they were gonna be there? I don't know. She's a goddess. She probably knows shit. <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, <guess>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she knows Dean is on the "I'm gonna eat you" list. So. Yeah. This is true. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Okay. So she I'm says. I'm going to eat you list. <laughs> That's kind of great. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> huh. Anywho. Yes. So Veritas says the tongue is the tastiest part. It's where the lies roll off. She takes a bite out of the tongue. She says. Mm. And I gagged a little. Oh yeah. Oh, it was gross. She says, mm, I cannot wait to eat yours. I mean, I've seen liars before, but you two, gold standard. Sam starts cutting his rope. Dean says, point of professional pride. Veritas says, I wouldn't be so cocky if I were you, Dean. You know what happens when you base your life on lies, right? The truth comes along. And so while you've still got your tongue, God knows you've got an earful. <laughs> Veritas sits down next to Dean. She says, I think it's your turn to spill some. How about we play a little truth or truth? What should we ask Dean first? Hmm? Something personable, personable, something personal about you. Hey, Dean, I'm curious. What do you really feel about your brother? Dean says, better now. As of yesterday, I wanted to kill him in his sleep. Sam looks surprised. (laughs) But not like, I don't know, like not disturbed, but surprised. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Dean says, I thought he was a monster, but now I think... Veritas says, now you think what? Dean says, he's just acting like me. Veritas says, what do you mean? Dean says, it's the gig. Sam's knife is almost through the rope. Dean says, you're covered in blood until you're covered in your own blood. Half the time you're about to die. Like right now, I told myself I wanted out, that I wanted a family. Veritas says, but you were lying. Dean says, no, but what I'm good at is slicing throats. I ain't a father. I'm a killer. And there's no changing that. I know that now. I know. Veritas pats Dean on the shoulder and gets up and walks to Sam. She says, so Sam walking back into your life must have been a relief. Mallory to your Mickey. And how do you feel about getting the band back together, huh, Sam? She sits down next to Sam. Sam says, look, what we do is hard. Dean looks around and sees a hook. 
Sam says, but we watch out for each other. And that's what's important. And that's it. That's the truth. Veritas says, no, no, it's not. Sam says, you said yourself. I can't lie. Veritas says, how are you doing that? That's not possible. You're lying to me. Sam says, no, I'm not. Veritas says, what are you? And then to Dean, she says, what is he? Sam says, I don't know what you're talking about. Veritas says, really? I doubt that. I doubt anything that comes from your mouth right now. You're not human. Dean says, what? Veritas says, like, um, red alert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dean's like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> Veritas says, you didn't know that? Now that I believe. Sam cuts through the rope, tosses the knife to Dean, grabs one of the dog blood-soaked knives, and rushes at Veritas. Veritas kicks his ass with a bunch of punches. Sam falls back on the floor, dropping the knife. Veritas begins to choke him. Dean cuts through his rope, grabs the hook, and impels Veritas through the back. She turns around. Her human face is replaced with a monstrous one. Sam slams the dog blood-soaked knife into her heart, and she dies. Sam stands up, and Dean brandishes the other dog's blood-soaked knife at him. Sam says, Dean, it's me. Dean says, you are not my brother. Sam says, just listen. Dean says, what are you? Sam says, I'm me, Dean. Look, please, just let me explain. Dean says, why the hell should I believe anything you say? Sam says, okay, okay, you want the truth? Here it is. Here it is. God's honest. She was right. There's something wrong with me. Really wrong. I've known it for a while. I lied to you. Yeah, and I let you get turned by that vamp because I knew there was a cure, Dean, and we needed that nest, and I knew you could handle it. Dean says, handle it? I could have died. I could have killed Ben. Sam says, and that should stop me cold, but I just don't feel it. Dean says, you what? Sam says, ever since I came back, I'm a better hunter than I've ever been. Nothing scares me anymore because I can't feel it. I don't know what's wrong with me. I think I need help. Dean turns away, then turns back. Sam looks hopeful. Dean hesitates, then, punch, then punches Sam. Sam falls back. Dean then punches Sam over and over until Sam is unconscious and credits. Like, ooh, I can't say he didn't deserve the beating, but I didn't like watching it. I didn't like it either. Sam looked so hopeful that Dean was going to be like, okay, let's figure this out. And then Dean was just like, nope, I'm going to kick your ass until you're unconscious. Yeah. Okay, so I have thoughts. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I don't know if... I would want people to tell me the truth all the time. You know, like, so the girl at the beginning where they're just, like, awful to her, like, I I, I would assume that that's not how most people would just tell you all the bad things about you, you know? That's true, yeah. But also, like, I don't know if I would want to hear a bunch of people, like, if I walked by and, like, the shirt that I was wearing wasn't, you know? (laughs) Right. Like amazing looking on me or whatever I wouldn't want people to be like oh you look horrible you know like yeah. or, you know, do that sort of like that would I'd like to think that I don't really have a sensitive ego but also I just I mean nobody really wants to hear that sort of stuff you know like nope yeah like nope. I don't know and I like <laughs> Yeah, I, I, <laughs> that reminds me of this one time I was working at Barnes and Noble. I don't think I've told this story on the podcast and stop me if I have, okay. but I was wearing this baby doll shirt. So it was like tight in the boobs and then it kind mm. of like splared out and it was like a sheer shirt. Yeah. So, you know, I guess, you know, it could have been a pregnancy shirt, but I was wearing this and it was Mother's Day. 
<sighs> and this guy, this older gentleman came up to me and he was like, are you a mom? And then he looked down at my stomach and he goes, oh my God, you are. Oh, awful. He goes, congratulations. And I was, I, so, I was so taken aback and I, and he was so excited for me and I didn't <laughs> want to make him feel bad. So I just said, thank you. <laughs> I would have said something. I would have been like, actually, no. Because here's the thing is that he's going to keep doing that to other people unless somebody stops him. I know. It was just so like, it was, it was so unexpected. He was so happy for me. (laughs) He's like awkwardly (laughs) excited. (laughs) Yeah. Then I was just like, thanks. (laughs) <laughs> like, eh, great. And then, I threw, yeah, and then I threw that shirt away. Ugh. That would, that's awful, though. Like, who does that? Okay, you don't, like, comment on somebody, like, looking pregnant or not unless you know for a fact that they are, you know? Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, ugh. Yeah, that's, that's not, that's awful. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, nope. No, thanks. <laughs> he was just so happy. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, but geez, dude. And then, like, know? he left. Like, he didn't leave the building. He, like, went shopping. And I was so, like, nervous that he was going to come back and start asking me questions about my pregnancy. And so I was like, God, ah, do I, I have to have answers? So I had to, like, call up a coworker and be like, okay, how far along do I look in case he asks me? Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God. I stressed about it hard for like an hour until he left the store. And I was just like, Jeez. oh, God. <laughs> I was going to come up with this whole fake pregnancy. <laughs> oh just man. so I didn't make this guy feel bad because I didn't want him to feel bad. Well, but also. I should have, though. Point, yeah. you kind of deserve to feel bad because you don't talk to people about that. You know, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, not that you'd want to, like, you know be awful to him but be like hey just so you know I'm actually not pregnant so you should not walk up to people like telling them that they are you know because that's awful you know yeah yep (laughs) but yeah so yeah for the folks out there don't do that to people (laughs) yeah yeah most people have that common you know that that common knowledge of like okay this is not something that you do but some people don't and it's usually really awkward and you're usually not right when you think that somebody is pregnant. Exactly. You know? Like, exactly. So let's just not even go there. You know? I had another woman ask me the same question. I was wearing a different shirt. This was a while ago. I can't remember what shirt it was, but she was like, she was like, oh, you're pregnant. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not. You know, she goes, oh, you're just wearing a, a fun shirt then. A fun shirt. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. And then we didn't say anything to each other for the rest of the transaction. It was super awkward. So apparently you're only allowed to wear fun shirts when you're pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, oh, I think I threw that shirt away too, but I can't remember which one it was. Jeez. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Well, you know. Yep. (laughs) It's fine. People are awful. (laughs) It's all fine. Anyways, okay. Let's go back to the thoughts, because this is just getting kind of sad. (laughs) (laughs) So instead of, you know, pregnancy shirts, we're going to talk about blood splatters, okay? Perfect. (laughs) So, okay. When they go into the, or Dean goes into the dentist office to, like, you know, check out 
everything there and whatever. Like, I want to know how if you are drilling somebody's face, how there is blood splatters on the back of the chair where their body would be. Oh. And it wasn't blood smearies. It's not like it ran down and you could tell that it was like smeared on there from where their body was. It's like splatters. Maybe at one point the guy finally got up, but the guy was still like drilling in his face. I don't know. He looked pretty pinned down. (laughs) He did look pretty pinned down. Like, I don't know if I think that that could be a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Yeah. You know? Anyways, it just, the whole thing, like, it threw me off. Like, the, the random stuff that I pay attention to, man, that's just, like, it's not right, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never noticed that. But, yeah, like, he had, there's, like, blood splatters all over the chair instead of just, like... Smears. Smears or, like, you know, an outline of where he was in the chair. Yeah, you know? yeah. Which huh. I would understand if there was, like, blood splatters and then it dripped. But this is, right. like, full splatters. It was weird. Okay. But... Anyways, I don't know. That just kind of threw me, and I was like, I can't handle this information right now. Like, how would this happen? <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So, one of my thoughts is also kind of a question. Okay. Would you rather have everyone tell the truth to you, or you have to tell the truth to everyone? I would rather have everyone tell the truth to me. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> you don't want to have to tell the truth to everyone. No, I I feel so, I would just feel really guilty if I was thinking a bad thought. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's I don't true. Like, I don't like to hurt people's feelings, so. Yeah, I would probably rather have people tell me the truth, too, because I wouldn't want to, like, at least I would know that, like, this is what's happening. Yeah. You know, and so I could just ignore it, where if I was just being awful to people, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be awful to people. Not that I, like, have bad thoughts about people all the time, but, like... No, yeah, but... Just by nature, people do sometimes. Yeah, and it's like, you know, you everybody, you know, you go through and, you know, you're at the store and somebody has, like, this outfit on that you're just like, what in the hell? You know, like... Yeah. I don't want to have to be like, you look awful, you know? Exactly, (laughs) exactly. And it's just, yeah, I don't want to be put into that situation i'd much rather have people be mean to me than me be mean to them yep that's exactly right but yeah okay so i had another thought too when they were trying to figure out who um the goddess was Mm -hmm. i my thoughts because they were like oh an attention whore i immediately went to the girl in the purple dress (laughs) the busty girl yeah yeah. I was like, how is it not her? You know, like, yeah. yeah. What's, like, you just got done saying attention whore, and then you say, like, oh, it's this news lady. You know, it's like. Yeah, that was a leap just, for me. Yeah, it was kind of weird because they had just gotten done with a scene of, like, I need attention, or I need a lot of attention, you know, and it's like, okay, you know, and then they're like, oh, an attention whore. Clearly the news lady. It's just like, um, Exactly. Yeah. That was a leap. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I can't remember. Was there any other thing that would have like made them think it was the news lady just besides so her being a news lady? They were like somebody who's an attention whore and then somebody who's wanting to 
I forget what they said. It was like they're wanting to get attention from like a bunch of people at once. Like, and they're like, oh, what in this day and age, like, what are those people? And they're like, I see. Bankers, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. So I don't know. I, it was kind of a weird leap for me. Like I got it, but they went in a complete different direction than what I thought they were going to. So yeah. it's kind of like, okay, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it, but like, why, you know? <laughs> yeah. So anyways, um, also, okay. The, the Veritas goddess or whatever, when she went all like, crazy psycho eyes and like ended up like changing form you know mm-hmm. when they, she was fighting with sam and dean she totally looked like one of the mermaids from harry potter oh yeah she totally did you're right i thought I that like, too oh you know and it's maybe it's just like how she like turned to the screen because there was a mermaid in harry potter that kind of went Wah! at the screen you know at yeah. one point so like maybe it's just because of that but I was like, she totally looks like a mermaid. She looked exactly like that. You think she would have, they would have made her look more cat-like? I mean, they did with the eyes. They gave True. her, but they gave her blue eyes with the cat eye stripe, you know, yeah. rather than, you know, green or whatever. I think green is one of the most common cat eye colors. Mm-hmm. Green or like a... Like yellow. Yellowy, like orangey color maybe, but... yeah. I don't know. It's weird. What color are Steve's eyes? Steve has green eyes, but they have a little bit of like yellow to them, I think. Mm-hmm. Let me look. <laughs> Let me look at your eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, show me those eyeballs. I think he's he's ignoring me. Oh. Maybe. I'm pretty much getting the big middle finger right now. I can guarantee you that. Huh. He's, oh, I hear him. Come here. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi. He's got like. Hi, Steve. <laughs> Let me look at your face. He's got like. Oh, it's weird. So the outside of his eyes is more yellow and the inside towards the iris is more green. Oh, pretty. It's almost like, yeah, it's almost like the orangey, like it's almost like slightly orange at the very, very outside. And then they go to like a little bit of like yellowish green and then they're like green towards the middle. Okay. That's cool. You got all the colors in your eyeballs. You do. He's like, I'm just like sitting there holding him. He's like belly up and I'm just like prying his eyeballs open. To look <laughs> he's just like, okay, whatever. What a chill cat. He's, he's not too like, okay, I'm going to take a picture of this for y'all. And this is what we're going to post on our Instagram. Cause this cat just does not care about anything. He's just like full on like, okay, look at my eyeballs. It's fine. Okay. Turn your head though. He's just like, oh, where'd it go? Nope, I know you got it. You're not balanced. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> you guys need to see how cute Stevie is. Oh, he's so cute. He's the cutest. He like doesn't care about anything. Like there's been time. Well, like Killian came over and was you know messing with him or whatever and he's just mm-hmm. like okay whatever. I've had one of my other friends. Her daughter came over and he, she literally just like 
kept like grabbing him around his armpits and like lifting because he's 14 pounds and he's long and tall like he's not a small cat yeah and she so and she's not very big so she would like grab him around his armpits and like hoist him up and like drag him around and his like back legs are just dragging everywhere oh no okay you know and I was like hey you can't carry the cat like that like let's not do that (laughs) but like he didn't even care he was just like okay take me where you will (laughs) oh man that's really cute but anyways so yeah that's that that's a thing that's that's our (laughs) there we go that's our research (laughs) (laughs) not really but still (laughs) um what's your favorite moment from this episode my favorite moment was when Dean was on the phone with Bobby trying to test out if it worked over the phone, if the truth telling thing worked over the phone. And Bobby is just spouting out all this shit about how he gets pedicures sometimes and how the girl's grip make him, makes him feel, you know, feelings. <laughs> I thought that was great. Oh, and he was like, also, you're my favorite. <laughs> I thought that was pretty sweet. Yeah, so that's my favorite moment, too, but for different reasons. Okay. I really liked figuring out that Bobby was a Tory Spelling fan, and also that he liked (laughs) pedicures, but he was, like, you know, in love with Tory Spelling, and was like, also, I really like to go to pedicures, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, so I guess kind of the same reason, but yeah. Yeah. I've made Eric get a pedicure a couple times, like two or three times. You made Eric get one? Get pedicures, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And he liked it just fine, but like he's got really rough feet and his toenails are horrendous. So <laughs> it was like, I think the last time was like before we went to Hawaii, you yeah. know what I mean? Where his feet were definitely going to be like out and about, <laughs> you know? It's like, if you're going to show those suckers, you better do something yeah. about it. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have ugly feet or anything, but... Um, <laughs> But, you know, I wanted them to look presentable on yeah. our honeymoon. That was our honeymoon the last time yeah. we went to Hawaii. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not unreasonable. Plus, it feels amazing. I mean, they massage your feet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're welcome. I, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. I was um, talking about, like, how my horse doesn't – or my horse gets more pedicures than I do, you know, because, like, he gets his feet done, like, every – six weeks or whatever and like I think the last time I got a pedicure was probably like oh at least a year ago yeah if not more I mean to be fair I've got like 200 over 200 nail polishes so I'm like I can't justify going and getting pedicures when I have all these nail polishes that I need to use and Mm -hmm. like I might as well just do it myself you know yeah yeah I don't think I'm gonna get one ever again do you remember the last time I got one I got a toe infection Oh, yeah, because she, like, didn't she, she like, like, ripped out my ingrown nail. Yeah. I was going to say, she did something. Like, she injured you somehow. Yeah. So but. I was just like, nope, I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to have to take antibiotics every time I get a pedicure. No, that doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so. Sounds awful. Yeah. But. So I do my own nails now. Yeah. I mean, that's not unreasonable. Like, and, okay, part of the reason that I do my own toes too is because okay not for nothing but like they never I I don't think I've really ever had anybody actually paint my entire toenail you know like oh yeah they leave that little bit at the end or at the beginning (laughs) 
He just ran off. Yeah, no, they li- they leave like I don't know, especially on like my little toes. They only ever paint like half of it. Yeah, that's weird. And it's like you look at it and you're like there is less toenail that is painted than what is not painted. Yeah. Also, they don't like trim my toenails down enough. Yeah, I like to have shorter toenails because I like to have them as short as possible. Yeah. And that's, I'm the same thing too. So like for me to go and get a pedicure, I have to go and clip my nails. Right. And like the same thing. File them and do whatever I want to. So that way they're the right shape. And then I go in and just get like a massage and painting, but then they never do the painting part very well. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like, okay, like for me, I'm like, can we make sure that the toenail polish goes all the way to the sides of my toes? You know, like, yeah. And they're like, oh, well, this is how we, like the last person that I went to, she was like, oh, well, this is how we do it. We don't want to go all the way to the sides because then it'll get on your skin. And I'm like, so then just like use a Q-tip or whatever it is that you use to like wipe off the extra or whatever. But yeah. like, why are you not willing to paint my whole toenail? You know? like Yeah, that's weird. It's weird. And so I'm just kind of like, you know, I like it and I like going, but I, every time I'm like, oh, I need to go. I, it's been a long time, blah, 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 blah. I'll go. And I'm like, this is why I don't go. <laughs> you know, yeah. like this is, this is 100% why I don't go. Yeah. But. There's this really great place that I found that I do like to go to and they use hot stones on your legs. Mm-hmm. And they also, like, if you get a manicure, will rub your shoulders. They'll use the hot stones on, like, your shoulders. Mm-hmm. It's so, it was, I was so taken aback. They, she, they just, like, came at me with these stones. And I was like, okay, maybe they're going to use them on my, my forearms or whatever. Yeah. But they just, like, whipped my hair to the side and, like, pulled my shirt way back. Yeah. <laughs> and just, like, stuck a stone down there and started rubbing my, like, back and shoulders. And I was like, oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm this, is, this. this is fucking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to go wherever you're going. Yeah, it's like, up it's up by where I live. It's real close. Yeah. I like I've definitely been to places that do the hot stones on the legs. But yeah. I, I mean to be fair, I don't ever get manicures because I have no fingernails and I'm not allowed to have fingernails for work. So yeah. every once in a while I'll paint my fingernails. But I just feel like a four-year-old. You know how they have like their little tiny nubby fingernails with the paint on it. It's like I just feel like a small child. <laughs> you know? Yeah. With the amount of like dishes that I have to do, it's just useless. I mean they chip within two days. Yeah. So it's just like, eh, what's the point? So I never do my fingernails. Yeah. I should start doing my fingernails just to like use up more polish, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, whatever. It's just kind (laughs) of like, okay, you know, and there's certain colors when you have short fingernails that you just can't really justify doing. Yeah. Like I don't want to do like a baby pink on my fingernails when they're little tiny nubs. Cause then I feel even more like a three-year-old, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, right. you know, and like, I don't know. It, it's, it's a very, it's an odd thing. Cause it's like, Oh, well maybe if I do like, I end up doing a lot of like beige, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, taupe. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Oh, this is exciting. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. I painted my fingernails. Not that you can tell cause it's, almost the same color as the rest of me but yeah whatever you know like yeah I never use those colors because it just looks horrible on my skin tone I mean they look fine on me but you just can't tell it's there you know mm-hmm. like, yeah but 
Anyways, so our interesting facts um, from this one, it says when Veritas is talking to the guys and she says, Mallory to your Mickey, this is a reference to the movie Natural Born Killers. Um, oh, okay. I was wondering. Yeah. Um, and it's getting and getting the band back together is a reference to the movie The Blues Brothers. Yeah. Okay. So. That I've seen. I haven't seen either of those. <laughs> well, the Blues Brothers is hilarious. Yeah. I think you've talked to me about that one before, haven't you? I don't think so. I can't remember. I don't know. It's like tickling something in my brain, but I'm not really sure if it was you or somebody else. Or <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, so it says, this is the second time that Sarinda Swan has appeared in Supernatural. Uh, the first time was season one, episode 21 um salvation when she played a hospital receptionist um, who does she play in this one it doesn't say it just surrender Sw- like is that oh that actress? must be yeah that must be the girl who plays veritas because i seem to remember her in a hospital like scrubs now that you say that possible yeah 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 i don't know who that is but anyway she's been in two episodes whoever it okay. is <laughs> yeah um it says the latin incantation used to summon veritas is I'm going to butcher this, so for the the Latin knowers out there, I'm sorry. Um, Prodeo prius me vicio verum femina tam ego posse o, o, adoleo. <laughs> oh no. Ante tus magnificentia. Okay. Which translated into English is come forth first my visage true woman and I can magnify before your greatness. Huh. So, yeah. Oh, here it says in here. It says so it is the woman who plays Veritas. It says Veritas. It says Serinda Swan um, who plays Veritas is has experience with playing goddess as she played Aphrodite, the Greek goddess of love and Percy Jackson in the Olympians, the lightning thief. Oh, you know, you know who else is in Percy Jackson is Jake Abel, who plays their brother, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I, I kind of want to either. just for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've heard I, mi- a- I might have a little crush on him. <laughs> just a little one. A little one. <laughs> little baby one. <laughs> yes. Um, where am I? Oh, um, it says the title of this episode is a quote from a military legal drama, A Few Good Men from 1992. Um, okay which i mean okay um (laughs) this is kind of a weird interesting fact it says when the bartender said that she had been snorting oxy all day she was referring to the opioid um oxycontin or oxycodone i I got a story about that that i'll tell you later (laughs) (laughs) okay okay Uh, um okay so it says serena swan plays the goddess veritas goddess of truth and she also had a role in smallville from 2001 where there was a secret society called veritas dedicated to finding the truth about the traveler okay so yeah i've never seen smallville either although i think so jensen was in smallville and daniel was in smallville right oh i didn't know daniel was or no am i thinking of something else you're thinking of that movie Ten Inch Hero. No, 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 no. There was a TV show that they were both in. Oh, I did not know that they were both in a TV show. I think it was Smallville. 
Yeah. I could totally be wrong. I don't know. Like, and if they were, my guess is that it was some sort of like guest star type thing. It wasn't like, yeah, I don't know. You know? I didn't know they were in the same show. So. I feel like I heard that somewhere though. And I don't know if it's true. Yeah. I don't know. Now I kind of want to look it up, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, cause I, I know that Jensen was in it, right? Yes, like, he was. He was in there for a little while. And I want to say that, cause I read somewhere that that's how they met was on Smallville. Oh, see, I read that they met on Tenant Hero. Yeah, because I think Tenant Hero was before Smallville, right? Right, yeah. So it must have been somebody who didn't know about Tenant Hero. Yeah. And said that they met on Smallville. I want to watch Tenant Hero. I haven't seen that yet. I went to look for it on um, Amazon Prime and it's not there. I wonder where you'd find it. Yeah. It's not going to be on Netflix. Nope. I wonder if it's like Hulu. I don't know. I'll search my Roku today and see if I can find it. Yeah. Ooh, I have a Roku. I can do that too. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I want to watch it at some point. I wonder, oh, it might be on like Redbox. I have the Redbox app. Oh, it might be. You're right. And then you can just like, I think it's like, I don't even know. I want to say it's like a dollar or two to like rent a movie on there for like 24 hours or something yeah. like that. So you don't get the, you know, DVD, but I mean, you don't really need it either. Right. But yeah, I should look on there and see if it's on there. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of movies that I found on there that I haven't been able to find anywhere else. Oh, really? Okay. I'll have to check that out. So, and I think because with Redbox, you just buy or you don't buy but you like rent everything on there it's not like Mm -hmm. it doesn't really have I think it's got some free stuff but like very very small amount of free stuff on there so it's like I think they have a lot of I mean they probably don't have everything on there but I think you can find most things on there because they just have you rent it you know okay yeah I'll look anyways okay so our research from this week um is on Veritas, funny enough. Also, I'm not totally sure if I'm saying it right. <laughs> I think you are. I think that's how I was saying it. I guess I don't know if that's right or not, but I don't like I'm sure they say it in the episode. They do, yeah, and I just can't remember how. <laughs> I know, I can't remember how either. I'm gonna go with Veritas. That's fine. Because that's seems okay to me. <laughs> yeah. But anyways. Um so this is off of megatheriumsociety.org um and it says roman mythology holds that the daughter of saturn and the mother of virtue um, was one who is named veritas the goddess of truth according to mythical accounts she was by nature elusive um, not in a trivial sense but in every way imaginable she took it was said to hiding in the bottom of a holy well where she could not be found without considerable expense and time and purpose for those bent on discovering her whereabouts and character. Uh, This caricature of the evasiveness of truth is not without merit. Um, Humanity has always held the concept of truth and truthfulness in high esteem. It is no surprise that the Latin noun veritas is used alone as the motto of not just Harvard University, but also of Drake University, um, Bill Kent University, the prestigious Scotland Independent School, Fetz College, uh, the Dominican Order of the Roman Catholic Church, and the Dominican-run Providence College. Um, 
other halls of higher learning and theological acumen combine veritas with others. Um, lux et veritas, light and truth. Um, vox veritas vitas, uh, speak the truth as a way of life. Uh, veritas curat, um, truth cures. And veritas et utilitas, truth and service. Um, in each of this, or in each of these, it is veritas which supplies the crucial meaning about which the others are mere handmaidens. <laughs> oh, okay, you know, all right. Like, service and light, and you know, cures and all that is—they're just handmaidens. Just it's handmaidens. Fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, it says the Greeks were no less enamored of the concept, uh, though the word was to them not veritas but aletheia. Um, the great philosopher Aristotle defined Aletheia in his, or in this wise, um, to say of what is that it is, and of what is not that is it is not, is true. <laughs> That's not going to confuse you. Let me read that again. Okay, hold on. <laughs> okay. To say of what is that it is, and of what is not that it is not, is true. Okay. So basically, call it like I see it. And don't call it what it isn't. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, to see how Aletheia is constructed, um, the prefix A signifies negation. The suffix, um, oh gosh, they wrote it in like some sort of weird language and I can't read it. Um, so this, the prefix signifies negation. The suffix alludes to that which is hidden or forgotten. Um, thus, aletheia means the unhidden, the remembered, the unveiled, and these are meant to be applied in the subjective sense. Um, that is, the quality denoted by this linguistic construction resides not in the object under analysis, but rather in the observer. Um, truth to the Greek mind was a matter of perception, not of the object, but by the one who sees. Okay. So everything, like, to the Greeks, it's never, like, this is the thing. It's, like, how do you see the thing? Yeah. Okay. Um, at least that's kind of what I got out of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the temptation to dig into the way Aletheia and its cognates were anciently used by Aristotle, Homer, Plato, Epic... Oh, I've never heard of this guy. Epictetus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds weird. <laughs> and others is powerful. Um, were our object to translate a passage from scripture, we might have no choice. Uh, thankfully, our purpose is less ambitious. <laughs> says we admit that the truth is as the Romans characterized it, having the nature of a greased pig easily spied, impossible to grasp. <laughs> <laughs> they call <him> grease. Yep. <laughs> we recognize that Herod, when asking what is truth, was not displaying crass ignorance, but betraying an understanding of deep significance. <laughs> says Aristotle was right, and yet he was not. For his formula presumed we can see what is and what is not with perfect vision when experience teaches that we cannot. We can only guess. Um, and sometimes our guesses are good, but at other times they're abysmally bad. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> um, so, you know, like, we can guess at what we think it is. Most of the time we're probably going to be wrong, but sometimes we get <laughs> a hint of truth in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
theologians are disadvantaged by their need to speculate a field on morals and ethics, subjects not amenable to simple observations and experimentation, um, yet necessary for the churchmen to comprehend in order to save man's soul. Uh, the scientists issues these disadvantages by pursuing scientific truths in terms of verifiable phenomena that can be reproduced faithfully in lab and field. Um, science thus limits itself to save its soul. Kind of interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, it is in the latter context that we define veritas in the mega Megatherium Society, um, when in the mid-19th century, William Stimson declared that he and his fellow Megatheria sought nothing but the truth, he meant it in this sense and that alone. We today echo his words, and as members of the society, we gird, we gird ourselves with that self-same charge. Hmm. So this sounds like the page is like, here, we're, it, it sounds like a bunch of, like, philosophers you know like yeah how do you see this and how do you see this and what is truth and how do we define it is it truth based off of what the thing is or is it truth based off of you know what we perceive it to be or right. you know whatever so kind of fun it is. a little wordy it's i mean little like textbooky i guess i should say yeah but that's okay interesting you know and that was we tried to find more um research on you know veritas like the goddess but there just wasn't any it was just like yeah. oh yeah veritas is you know like you get certain gods and goddesses like zeus you're gonna find a lot of stuff about him but mm -hmm. like some of the more minor ones it's like oh yeah this person son or daughter or son of this person and this person is the goddess or god of this yeah, and that's it. And that's pretty much it. So right. that's pretty much what we found on Veritas. But this one was kind of fun because it was like, you know, a little bit of like, oh, what is truth? You know, like mm -hmm. this is the goddess of truth, but what does that mean? You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, what was your Ijid or Aspen moment? <laughs> Do I have a moment for you? <laughs> okay, <laughs> so <laughs> folks, save yourselves and never go to Jiffy Lube. Just don't ever go there. Because, listen, while it may be cheap and it may be, you know, convenient for the most part. <laughs> so I took my car to Jiffy Lube to get an oil change. Um, fairly simple task, you know, like not mm -hmm. super crazy or anything. And, you know, I go and I'm sitting there because they don't let you into the, the waiting room anymore. You just have to like sit in your car. Um, while they do it. So you just like drive up the thing, they do their thing, and then you drive out. Um, oh, so you stay in your car. Mm -hmm, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, so, you know, we go through the whole thing and they're like, okay, you know, we, we're done with the oil change. We've checked all the fluids, you know, you're fine. Like you're ready to go, whatever. I'm like, okay, so I leave. About a week later. So this was last, was it last Monday? I don't remember time. <laughs> but so about a week after I get my oil change, I, you know, I go to the barn, which is like 15 minutes away from my house. Right. So going to take care of the pony, it's doing fine. On my way back home from taking care of the pony, it says my engine is overheating and I'm like, and to idle my engine. And I'm like, what, you know, like, and to be fair, it was also really smoky. So I'm like, 
Is it like there's ash in the system somewhere somehow? Like what's going on? You know, like I don't, I don't understand what's, what's happening. But then it did it the once and then it was fine. And I got all the way home and I was like, oh, that was odd, but you know, whatever, it's all good. And then I, you know, I stop at home for a little bit and then I continue on my merry way because I was going to get a haircut. And so I had to drive though, like probably 30 miles. Yeah. You know? And so on my way to the haircut, my car did the same thing. It was like, idle, like, it was like freaking out at me, screaming at me and going, idle your engine, idle your engine. And I'm just like, I'm on the freeway. I can't, you know, like, right. oh my God, you know, and I did that like three times. Right. But then it would like all of a sudden just go back, like in the little, um, uh, what's the little ticker thing would like f- go over to hot, you know, on mm-hmm. the engine um, thing. And then it would like all of a sudden just drop back down to the middle and be fine. And I'm like, okay, like, is it the car? Is it some sort of sensor? Like, is it what's going on? You know? Yeah. But I figure, okay, because there wasn't much time, like, between when I went to the barn and, like, I went home there. I was there for maybe, like, maybe 10 minutes and then left. So I was like, maybe it's just the ash and I didn't give it enough time to cool off. So, it's freaking out now, right? And so yeah. I was there for a little while. Oh, you mean it? You mean it was smoky, like because of the wildfires? Not, yeah. not, not that your engine was smoking. No, no, no. my engine wasn't smoking. Okay, it was because of the gotcha. wildfires, like the, just there was ash in the sky, which right. there is now more ash in the sky down here. I don't know about where you are. Yeah, there is today, yesterday, and today. Yeah. Yeah, yesterday it wasn't so bad, but today you look outside and it's like, oh, that's great, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's coming back, which is lovely. I don't um, think it's supposed to last very long. I hope not, but that's yeah. what it sounded like for the last one. It wasn't supposed to last for too long, and here we are. But, and it did, yeah. Yeah, and now it's coming back, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, anyways, so I'm like, okay, you know, like, now that I'm here to get my hair cut, I'm going to be here for a little while. You know, I got a lot of hair. It's thick and it's long. I'm like, it's going to take a while to get this haircut, so it should be plenty cooled down by the time I go to get home. Yeah, okay. I make it about... So I was, how many exits was that? So it was, I made it nine miles on the way home and my car just decided to be done. Right. So like I pull off to this and I'm on I-5 and there's cars like flying by me. Right. And it's ashy outside. So like visibility is crap, you know, and Mm -hmm. there's cars flying around and it's like six, 30 something like that at night. So it's starting to get a little bit dark. Yeah. I'm like, Oh God. So I had to call AAA and they're like, Oh, well, here's another thing. AAA. (laughs) So I had a AAA membership, but it expired. So I was like, Oh, well, I'm just going to call them. Like, here's my membership number. All I have to do is just renew it. And then I'll, you know, continue on my merry way with doing the towing and all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, And so I go and I'm calling them and they're like, oh, well, you know, your mom has, because they're like, well, they couldn't find my membership or something like that. And I'm like, I'm holding the membership card. Like, I know I've got, I had one, you know, and they're like, we're not showing you as in the system or as ever having a membership, you know, like, it's not like it's expired. You're just not in the system. And I'm like, well, how does that work when I'm holding the membership card in front of me? You know? Right. Yeah. That's weird. Like 
you clearly gave me, like, I took myself off of my mom's and my parents because I had to get a car towed a couple of years ago. Right. Died. And, um, they're like, oh, well, the person who is the, the main person on the account has to be there to get your car towed. And I'm like, my mom's out of town. <laughs> I'm at work. I can't get her to come here. So then I had to like take myself off of her policy, get my own policy. So that way I could tow my car. Right. Right. So it's like, I know I had my own policy. Like you can't tell me that I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and so the guy was like kind of arguing with me about it, you know, about like, you're not in the system. I'm like, that's fine. Whatever. Just get me, <laughs> uh, you know, give me something. So then that way I can get towed home. We're, I'm literally sitting here on I-5 right now with cars flying by me. I would like to have this happen sooner rather than later. It's not worth arguing about, you know, like, right. Give me on. a membership. Yes. Just fine. If I didn't have one, that's fine. I don't understand why, because I'm holding the membership card, but that's okay. Just give me the membership. Like I will sign up for a new one then, you know, right. he's like, okay. And so he does that. And we do the whole thing. I had to get towed. Like, I think it was like 25 miles home. So, and it's like 475 a mile to get towed Ugh, by Jesus. the way. It's expensive. And so I was like, okay, that's about a hundred bucks, you know, yeah. to get towed home. I have, my car's only a year old, so it shouldn't be having to be towed anywhere. You know, like yeah. this should not be happening. And so I get, you know, I get home and I open up the hood because I'm like, okay, you know, like I'm going to see if it's the oil, like if the oil is burning or if it, there's like no oil in it, like maybe they like didn't fill it up enough and it's burning or I don't know what's going on, you know? And so I check the oil. It's totally fine. It's not a weird color. It's like filled all the way up. There's no problem. Right. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. And the tow truck driver is sitting there like, you know, he's talking to me the whole time. He's like, well, I don't know. Like, and he knows a bit about cars, you know, it turns out he does like mechanic -y type stuff too. And so he's just kind of like eyeballing everything. Cause it's like, okay, you don't really want to like touch stuff when it's not like, cause my car's under warranty and I'm like, I don't want to like mess with anything, but like I can check the oil levels or whatever. And he looks at the antifreeze and it's bone dry. I mean, I'm talking, there is nothing in there, mm. like couple condensation drops and that's it, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, did they mess with your antifreeze? And I'm like, well, they told me that they checked all the fluids. And he's like, yeah, um, either they didn't check the fluids or they did something to like make it, it, it was a whole thing. So I didn't have any coolant in my car, which is what was causing it to overheat. Right. Because yeah. you need coolant to keep the engine cool as you're you know, driving right. and doing your thing. And so I had to then get it towed to the dealership <laughs> and turns out I have free towing with GM, which oh, I didn't nice. know. Yeah. So I have to try and figure out if I can, you know, get them to reimburse me for the towing because that was a whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I had to get it towed there. They filled it with the antifreeze and they, you know, let it run for a long time to make sure it wasn't going to like overheat or do any of that sort of stuff. Um, and then I was, you know, fine. I got to take it home. Luckily they didn't charge me to do that. They just poured antifreeze in it and just left it alone and let it run. That's um, nice. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, you know, but it was a whole thing. So I'm like, okay, Jiffy Lube fairly soon is going to get a, <laughs> a, a worded, I'm guessing probably a call because I have no idea who to talk to. I'm going to call the Jiffy Lube 
that I went to and be like, listen, you messed up, you know, like right. my car overheated on the side of the road. It's a year old. I had to get it towed, you know, and especially if GM isn't going to reimburse me for it, it's like, you're paying for my towing, you know, like, yeah. because a year old car should not have to be towed at all. So, right. yeah. So Jiffy Lube did me dirty. Dang, and screwed that's up. crazy. Yeah. Never going back. Because <laughs> you know? yeah. the first time I went there, it was, I, they overfilled or they didn't overfill the oil, but they spilled it around, you know, the cap where you screw the cap on. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that because I didn't like look under there. So I was, I got it done and I started like driving around town and like, you know, about five minutes in your engine gets pretty warm. Right. Yeah. And so it started smoking under the hood and I'm like, Oh no. You know, like what did they do? Cause it was like immediately after I got it done, like yeah. got the oil change. I'm like, they did something like, why is my engine burning? You know? Right. And so I opened up the the hood and it turns out it was just like, you could tell it was just the oil that was on the outside of the engine that was like smoking. Right. But I'm like, yeah. what if that would have caught on fire? You know, like, yeah. Dear God, you guys, you know, like. that's crazy. Yeah. Two times I've had Jiffy Lube problems. It was the same thing. There's some sort of flap. I'm going to, maybe I have this totally wrong, but there's some sort of flap that they have to like unscrew to like get to the oil on my uh-huh. car and, yeah. and they've not screwed it back up. So like I'd be driving and I'd, there'd be like this resistance yeah. and a flapping sound and huh. it would, it would like drag on the ground sometimes that I've, yeah. so then I've had to go back and have them I mean it's a simple thing to get fixed you yeah. know you just screw the flat back in but like you know they've forgotten about it a couple times yeah I'm never going to Jiffy Lube again because and then so I I was telling this to one of my clients that I've seen for a long time and she was telling me that they actually drained the transmission fluid out of her car and didn't put anything back into it and so she was driving around and her transmission just died, you know, like there was no, like, there's no fixing it, you know, like it had to be replaced. And she's like, oh, it wasn't geez. a very old car, you know, so it's not like it had yeah. issues, you know, it was like they took, <laughs> they took the fluid out and then didn't put it back in. And so her car just kaput, you know, did like, they like reimburse her in any way? She had to fight them for it, but they did, you know, they, they did. Yeah. They eventually like paid for the transmission, but that's like, you know, she's like, that was like $3,000, you know, like it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't cheap, you know? And so right. it's kind of like, oh my gosh. So I yeah. have had lots of good Jiffy Lube experiences too. So see, I've only had two that. Jiffy Lube experiences and they've both been bad. Oh, really? Yeah. I've had a lot of like totally perfectly fine experiences with them too. Yeah. Never again for me. I'll just pay a little extra and go into the dealership, you know, like yeah. <laughs> that's I get it. fine. I don't, I don't need. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, that was my idiot or ass butt moment. Jiffy Lube was a bunch of idiots and couldn't screw a cap on. So my car overheated and could have cost me my engine, which is not cheap. Like you no. talk about transmission getting yeah. replaced, but an engine getting replaced is a totally different story. Like at that point, you just probably want to get a new car, you know? Yeah. But anyways, so yeah. <laughs> what was your engine aspect moment? Okay. Well, mine is really short, but, um, the other day, the other morning I was crying about something. I don't know what, probably, you know, the news in the state of the world but I was crying and I went to blow my nose and I take my glasses off when I blow my nose. So I put my glasses down. Mm -hmm. I blow my nose 
everything's good. And then I go to put my glasses back on and they're not where I thought they were. And I cannot see them. Like that's how blind I am. I put them on a table and I can't see them. So I was looking everywhere. I mean, feeling around everywhere for them. And finally I had to be like, Killian, I need you to find my glasses for me. (laughs) And he's like, okay, mom. (laughs) (laughs) And he found them for me, but I just felt like such an idiot. I don't, they were on the counter somewhere that I didn't look, or maybe I did look and just like looked over them. See them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't miss having glasses and contacts. Like my vision was awful. Yeah. Mine is so bad. Yeah. I don't know if I can get LASIK because I have um, astigmatism. So I'm not, I was told before very, very many years ago that you couldn't because of that. Maybe things are different now. I want to say you can't if it's bad enough, but I mean, I think I have slight astigmatism, but they still let me do it. Yeah. But I mean, for me, it's not anything that like really bothers me. So I yeah. don't know if it's like you actually have like significant astigmatism if it they'll let you do that, you know, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So anyways, I was just an idiot because I put down my glasses and I forgot where they were and my son had to find them for me. <laughs> so I do yeah. have like a backup pair of glasses that I keep in my purse. So I could have gotten that and eventually found them, but I just felt so stupid. <laughs> it's like, where do they go? <laughs> yeah. That's uh, good that you have a backup pair though. Oh yeah. You totally need a backup pair in case something happens. Mm-hmm. Also oh, yeah. like, cause I wear contacts sometimes. So you need to, I mean, I guess I don't need a backup pair for that. I could just use my regular pair. Well, but, but if you want to take out your contacts, you know, and put your glasses on, if your eyeballs are drying out or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. So I take an extra pair of glasses with me everywhere just in case. Yeah. 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 Especially like, I'm always like, what if I'm wearing contacts and the apocalypse happens and I can't get back home and I need, <laughs> and my, my contacts are only like dailies, you know? So I like pop one in and then throw them away at the end of the day. Like, yeah, I, I'm going to need glasses if the apocalypse happens. Yeah. So. I might have a pair of frames for you. Oh, okay. Because I have, I mean, I have my glasses from before that I had. Yeah. That I got my LASIK. And so it's just like, I mean, they're perfectly good glasses. Like the lenses mm-hmm. and everything are fine. But I mean, it's not going to be your prescription, I'm sure. And with astigmatism, it's a little different too. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if they'll fit you. Because one of them was like big on me. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like the right size for me. And I think you've got a smaller head than me. So what the one might fit you. So if you want a pair of frames, I mean, they're like $400 frames if you want them. Oh yeah. I'll take them. You just have sure. to put lenses in them. But, yeah. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I totally forgot about those. I'm like, what am I going to do with these? Oh yeah. Lynn wears glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll so. totally take them. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Idgits and Aspets Podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.